Tonight, in Bismarck, North Dakota, the chairman of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe will host a community forum to discuss the controversial encampment where thousands have gathered to protest the Dakota Access Pipeline. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers wants to shut the camp down for safety reasons in the next week. Minnesota Public Radio's Diwali Saikautau has been visiting the camp since Thanksgiving and takes us inside. The camp is called Ocheti Shakoi. It means seven council fires and represents the many bands that make up the Sioux tribe. When visitors arrive, they are greeted with, Welcome home, my relatives. Ocheti Shakoi is on federal land, but some 150 years passed, according to several treaties cited by tribal leaders, the land and the rivers belong to the Lakota people, or Sioux tribe. The camp sits on a prairie, surrounded by hills next to the Cannonball River. At night, the protesters who call themselves water protectors go to sleep to the sound of singing, drums, and generators. Some sleep in Indian teepees, others in modern campers. Many are in tents, and a few have even built tiny wooden homes here. The protesters barely sleep because there are too many things to do. Prepping in kitchens, trash that needs to be picked up, mental health workshops to lead, action meetings to set up, and orientation too for new visitors every day. If you just arrived, you can go to that... That's Sosi. He's one of the many MCs of the camp, and like many, calls everyone relatives. He asked us not to use his full name to protect his native spirit. I usually don't do interviews, but since J.D. asked me to do it... While dust whips around us along what is known as Crazy Horse Avenue or Flag Row, he says he doesn't only make announcements, he offers teachings about the Native culture, too. You know, in our traditional ways, the women wear skirts. It's not a, you know, a way to put them down, but there's a story behind it. And it's not like the women wear skirts and men wear pants in the, in the sense of the way the outside world thinks of it. This prayer was started on a, by a woman. When Sosi talks about this prayer, he's talking about the Standing Rock protest movement. Tribal elders call it a spiritual war a rebirth for Native Americans everywhere. That's why more than 300 tribes are represented here, and the numbers are climbing. Sosi says every visitor is required to attend an orientation meeting. After ceremonial prayers, early morning or late evening, protesters can learn about volunteer opportunities. They can also see advisories taped onto portable toilets everywhere. When important announcements need to be made, Native men and women on horseback go around camp spreading the news. There's a school for children, a large medical tent, kitchens throughout the prairie, and designated areas where people can find donated winter clothes and emergency supplies. I might sneak back up for next weekend. Michael Penuelas has been a volunteer for more than a month. I spent my first week... Uh, working in the kitchens, working in some of the different storage areas. I ran some supply runs back and forth from the treaty camp that the police had cleared out on October 27th. He's white, a Stanford University graduate, and well aware of the privileges he has. Including financial. But a lot of the people here uh, don't. And, and one of the things that they always say when you first arrive, when you meet the elders here, they say, remember while you're here that no one is higher than anyone else. I am no one, you are no one. That all of these constructs that we in Western society have have built to value ourselves are, in the grand scheme of things, not really all that important or representative. One of the elders he's met is Virgil Taken Alive. He was born and raised here on Standing Rock. I'll probably end up dying and being buried here at its home. I'm coming to find out that 
not only am I known on Standing Rock, but throughout the Ocheti Shakoi, the Great Sioux Nation. It's, it's humbling, really humbling. Taken Alive says things are not like in the past when native tribes physically fought white men. Not like in, day, in the days of Crazy Horse and Sitting Bull. We could physically fight against them and win. Hence the treaties came. But we don't have that capability now. And, but we do have something that's much more powerful than physical violence, and that's prayer. Water is life, Miwi Tony. That's the understanding that worldwide that people have to understand as we do. What the Creator has given to us is for life, and especially the water, and to respect it. The day after Thanksgiving, the Army Corps sent notice that it plans to close the camp by December 5th for safety reasons. In the camp, this was the reaction. Indigenous people are here to stay. That's environmental activist Nick Tilson, a co-founder of the Indigenous People's Power Project. We're not going to move unless it's on our own terms, because this is our treaty land. This is our ancestral land. This is where our people have been for thousands of years. To the Army Corps who sent that letter, I mean, the message from Indigenous people here is the letter means nothing to us because our purpose here is to stop the Dakota Access Pipeline. The oil company building the $3.8 billion pipeline, Energy Transfers Partners, is now owned by Sunoco. The CEO of Energy Transfer Partners, in a press release earlier this month, stated, it is time for the courts to end this political interference and remove whatever legal clout that may exist over the right-of-way between federal land at Lake Oahe. Lake Oahe is the native name for the Missouri River. Over the long holiday weekend, protesters went to the local mall and formed a prayer circle. They were warned repeatedly to leave or be arrested. Back off or you're going next! I don't care! I don't care! Leave now! By the end, at least 33 protesters were arrested for criminal trespass. Bismarck native Kirk Kringstad was at the mall that day. He's like many locals who say they want the protesters out of Bismarck, away from businesses and off federal land. What I believe they should do is be done with it. We've had a pipeline underwater since in the early 50s they did that. There's no repercussions, no problem at all. I, I can see both sides, but enough's enough. And I uh, would strongly like to see it be put an end to in one way or the other. The Army Corps has offered what it calls a free speech zone in a different location, more accessible to emergency vehicles. In a statement, the Corps says it has no plans to forcibly remove the protesters, but anyone staying on the camp after December 5th will be trespassing and subject to prosecution. Duah Lee Sai Kao Tao, Minnesota Public Radio News at Ocheti Shakoin Camp along the Cannonball River in North Dakota. That story comes to us from Minnesota Public Radio's Diwali Saikautau.